every single action that you have ever taken started as a thought. So when you change the way you think, you will change the way you act, and you will change the way you live. That is hyper-conscious. No matter what you're going through right now or ever have gone through, the only way your life changes is if you change first. That is what we are here to help you do. A huge shout-out to our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of the Playbook Podcast, for sponsoring this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. We have a very special guest today. We have had the opportunity to chat with him several times, once in person, spoke on stage with him in Florida. It's a whole thing. We are sitting down with the YouTube star, author, speaker, and the man, Evan Carmichael. What has happened, my friend? What an intro. Okay, Alan, how, how big of an intro was that in comparison to his usual? Uh, that would I'd say that was probably a nine out of ten. Nine out of nine ten. Nine out of ten. What are you on kidding that me? <laughs> I feel like I'm stepping into the ring there. I was like weighing in at 190 pounds, coming from Toronto, Canada. You know, I was I was ready. I, I love it, dude. Listen, Look, every 190, time I Evan. That's got to be a high estimate, right? 190. <laughs> 190. No, I'm like one. What was I t- this morning? 191. I'll really? probably be like. Yeah, I'm six one. I'm I'm in like the low one nineties, high one eighties usually. Making Alan look bad. Building some muscle mass over there. I like it. All right, we're gonna lose it. We're gonna go off the rails with this if I don't if I don't take it. (laughs) All right, Evan, what's going on? How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, listen, every time I hang with you guys, it feels like the quality is going up, the production is going appreciate up, the that. energy is going up. This is great, dude. I love it. A lot of that is honestly because of you, because you motivate us. And so, the first question. Let's get right into this. Okay. You are very action oriented. When we were in Florida, you literally said, "Kevin, I want you to make new thumbnails tonight." And Alan and I had an argument, and I said, "Yo, he's <laughs> gonna be pissed if we don't do this." And you, in fact, were pissed the next day. Wait, wait, are you putting it on Alan? Oh yeah, yeah, we did put it on Alan. Yes, yeah, yeah, talking about his low standards, right? Yeah, it's okay. Thank Keep you. going. So, I remember, I remember that I stuff. I don't, do. I don't remember your name. I don't remember what you look like. <laughs> but if we commit that you're gonna do something, I remember that stuff. And if I see you again, that that better get done. <laughs> so our our mentor David Meltzer is the total opposite. He is so future focused. Okay. What do you think is more valuable if you had to choose one? I know this is not real. And what are the depth, the detriments and benefits of both sides? Uh, I mean, I love Dave. I know Dave. Um, I don't think we're actually that far off. Uh, Dave is a very heavy action taker. Like Dave is not just dreamer of what could be. And he talks a lot about vibration and all this stuff, but don't be fooled. Like Dave Meltzer is a badass, action oriented, take no prisoner businessman who wants to get results. Right. Right. Um, and I know you guys know that too. You know, yeah. you're not just watching his content. I know you're working with him. Um, so I don't know if that's a setup question, but um, I don't think I'm that far off from, from, from Dave. Um, I think it's important to think about the future, like you have to have some big mission, some big vision. What are you trying to accomplish? What, like, why have this show at all? Who cares? Uh, but then not just get stuck in la la land of dreaming of what we could do and to show yourself, like how many people want to work out, want to get healthy, want to get to X weight. Great. When, when are we hitting the gym? When are we, when are we food planning for the week guys? When are we learning? Right? Like it has to go immediately into action mode. Um, and, and Dave of all people, I was in New York uh, and I message Dave. I, I text him at uh, like eight in the morning, New York time. He's out in California. And he messages me back 
like two minutes later <laughs> to say, can you hop on a call in 20 minutes? <laughs> Cause he just woke up. Cause it's 5.00 AM on the, on the, on the West coast. And he's on a weekend. Like it was a Sunday 5.00 AM. He messaged me back. I'm expecting like, Hey, next week sometime, I'm just going to send him this weekend note. Uh, and, and while I was walking to an appointment in New York city, I was, I was talking to him on the phone, giving him some advice for his YouTube channel. So Dave knows how to go from idea to action. Uh, with the best of them. Well, I don't want you to think I'm calling Dave out. I just early on. <laughs> what's with the What's with the calling Dave Meltzer out, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? Early, Evan, early in our coaching, I struggled a little bit because I was looking for tact. I wanted Evan Carmichael, like tactic. What do I do? Thumbnail? How? Cool. I'll do that. And Dave wasn't about that just because I was very scarce at the time. So that's I'm not calling Dave out. Nothing but love and, for. Uncle and Dave. what what uh, to give? Here's the thing: to give the right tactic, you have to understand where you're going. Right. Because mm. so many people get stuck on the tactics. But for me to give advice, for Dave to get advice, and Dave is such a feeler too, and like he can he can cut through that super quick compared to most people. But I, what are you trying to tactics for? What what are we trying to do? Does is that even in the best interest of what you're trying to build? Because right. most people don't have. They have some vision of what they want, but but they don't actually know if it's the best thing for them. And guys like Dave and me, like you've got enough pattern recognition to see it enough to say, hey, no, now you have to go do this. Mm -hmm. And so that might be the first question. If you if you ever watch any of my interviews with people or Q&A sessions or one-on-ones, I'm asking, it's all curiosity. I'm not telling you to do anything. I'm asking, I'm asking, I'm asking curiosity. What are you trying to accomplish? Mm -hmm. And then it shifts in a second. Yeah. Once I get to 85%, Sure. It's like, now I'm a hundred percent sure this is what you need to do <laughs> now, Kevin, right right now. And there was no back. I'm just switches from I'm curious and I'm learning to like, no, this is straight up coaching. Now you need to go change your life immediately in the moment. Let's go. <laughs> I absolutely love it. So Evan, you posted something recently that was super fascinating. You posted your subscribers okay. from August 1st, 2012. I believe mm -hmm. your very first beginning of your YouTube all the way to 2020. And I showed Kevin, I screenshotted this and I showed the whole team. And I said, Evan Carmichael for four years put out content on YouTube and ended up with 996 subscribers. So you want to talk about the compound effect and hanging in there even when you're losing, for lack of better phrasing, um, and just really sticking it out. And in your book, you also talk a lot about how you didn't feel confident in front of the camera until what, your 160th video or something like that? 350. So, Evan, for our listeners, can you please talk about... I have to think about, about that. You guys have done your homework. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, for our listeners, can you please describe how hard that was for you or how easy, whatever your frame is, of four years? Because you went, the first four years, 996 subscribers. The next four years, 397,018, uh, 819. So, 400,000 subscribers. Four years later, okay. 2 million. So, can you please okay. take us on that journey for our listeners? Yeah, I think this is super important as you're starting any journey uh it was it's never been about just getting subscribers it's never been about just getting views uh to that point like last night i was streaming um i started a new youtube gaming channel where i play league of legends i stream and answer people's questions live <laughs> and we had seven to 13 people show up <laughs> and and listen when i go live on youtube uh or instagram if I go on my main account, there's so many questions coming in that I get to like a 20th of the questions that, that actually come in or less. But in this one, I'm, I'm able to get to every question. And, and some of the people are asking, well, why don't you have more, why don't you have more views on this? Like you got 2 million people following you on YouTube and you got 
seven people watching this live stream right now. And some people say it from a like, oh my God, I can't believe you don't have like, this is so gold. This should be blowing up. Right. And others laughing to say, you suck, man. Like you can only get seven people. I don't care about either. I love <laughs> that I'm there with the seven people. So I love doing a speaking gig if there's seven people in the room or if there's 7,000 people in a room. When I'm here talking to you guys, I love talking to Alan and Kevin, whether there's just the two of you guys listen and your mom to the podcast or there's <laughs> 5 million downloads on this episode. It, it, for most people, if you think about how many people saw your video, you know, if you got 58 people who watch your YouTube video and you might think, wow, man, I put so much work into that. Only 58 people watch that. Imagine if you went to go speak at an event or you're speaking at a library and 58 people are in front of you. Right. How nervous you would be. Right. And how pumped you would be to speak to 58 people. Like, this is crazy. 50 people. But then when it's online, we don't. So for me, it's always been about I care about the people who show up. And I love the big groups. I love the big numbers. And ultimately, I want to serve the world and have a big message. But I love the small, intimate stuff as well. That's when you can really go deep and form a really strong connection. So it was never super painful. It was never like, oh, my God, I'm still doing this and I still suck. And when am I going to get better? That's not how I work. It's more just seeing, hey, is this helping? Is this getting, am I getting better in the process? Like, mm -hmm. oh, somebody left a comment. Look, I made a difference in that person's life. And focusing in on that and enjoying the process more than did I get X result? Otherwise, I suck as a human. Evan, I, I hate to break it to you, but my mom actually does not listen to the show. <laughs> my so, mom does. Uh, yeah. My mom's so a real one. So Kevin's mom does. <laughs> my mom's does the it, real so. one. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for listening to another episode of Us. You guys listen to us enough. We want to talk to you. We want to know what you are going through in your life and how we can help you better. So if you reach out to myself at NeverQuitKid on Instagram or Alan at Lazarus 88 send us a message, video, audio, text, whatever it is. We just want to get to know you guys better. We want to hear from you. Also, if you go to the hyperconsciouspodcast.com, click on join hashtag hyperconsciousnation. When Kevin and I look back at the last three and a half years since starting the show, it's the people we met that made the biggest difference. At one point, Tiff and Amy were just people who were listening to this show who then got a part of this community. Do not underestimate the power of a like-minded growth community and what it can do for your life. You think we should stop blabbering now? Yes. Okay, we will get back into it, and we hope you will enjoy. Talk to you soon. Bye. What is your relationship with standards? Like, you said to us, and I appreciate the compliment, every time I come on, it's like you guys level up a little bit. I think that's because we want to be as good as humanly possible, but how do you kind of detach from the outcome while raising your standards? Because the standards is never the outcome. The standards is always your effort. Did you put your max effort in? So the thing with the thumbnail that I, you know, beat you up over a little <laughs> bit in Florida, you could have come up. You didn't, I didn't expect the perfect thumbnails. What pissed me off was you didn't even try. Like you had the conversation and listen, I know you had a whole bunch of stuff. You were organizing the thing and you had a, a ton of stress <laughs> to make that thing happen, but, but you didn't try. You, you talked about, this is what drives me nuts in myself and, and in high achievers. And so when I see it, I have to call it out because nobody else is going to call you out because everybody else thinks as you as the, you're the guy pushing everybody out, which is true. So who mm. calls us out when right. we need it? You had the thought, we should do this. And then you gave yourself the out, mm. right? And you're on the fence 
and Alan gave you the out. <laughs> yes, I did. Right? That's yeah. what happens. Like, whatever he said, hey, we work so hard. Hey, don't do it now. Hey, he's not going to remember. Hey, blah, blah, blah. All of and those. It, it, <laughs> I stack them. I stack them, like, Evan. Yeah. It pisses me off that it's, that it's me that has to call you out instead of you yeah. calling. Like, it's that the fear that Evan might find out is the reason why we do it instead of, no, I said I was going to do it. Right. Therefore, I must. Even if it, even if the thumbnails are, are garbage, uh, it's not how you want, you can't get the cartoon the way you want it or whatever, did you try? Did you spend half an hour doing it? Because you had half an hour. Mm. And so when I said you let your friend's low standards pull you down, I think it's those little micro, like in those micro moments that starts to shift your identity. It's not just doing these big hero things. It's how you show up every single day. Mm. And that's, that's what I'm trying to do for myself as well whenever I can catch it. And I'm sure there's lots of times where I don't, but that's what I try to do every time. Even after an interview like this, it's like, hey, did I do my best? Did I show up like I could have? Did I bring the energy like I should have for these guys where it's like my third time on the show? I want to bring something new and fresh. And so we, we, we take wins and losses every day. There's times every day that you'll let yourself down and not show up like you could. To the outside world, you look like a hero, but inside and you look in the mirror, it's like, I could have done one more set. I could have pushed a little bit harder on that interview. I could have, I could have, I could have, right? And so my goal is to have a few more wins and losses in my bucket at the end of the day. And that's how you start leveling up your standards. It has nothing to do with if you got the result or not. It has nothing to do if the thumbnails worked or not. What I care about is you didn't put in the half an hour to at least try to do something and you let your friend convince you not to do it. Mm -hmm. Cause this is, this is what happens. And, I, and it's fun rising on Alan. And I know Alan's got crazy high standards as well, but that's, that's a moment of weakness. Right. And those are those moments when you, when you can figure them out, especially consistently, that's when you actually level up. Alan mm -hmm. went to the beach that night. He's like, I'm going to go to the beach. I said, I'm going to try to make this damn thumbnail, but no dice. Well, we were with our team and all that, but I'm with you. I'm with you. So Evan, I wanted to ask you something quickly, quickly. So myth understandings, you, okay. you've, you do the 10 principles. You've done thousands of videos at this point. What do you think are the, if I were to challenge you, what are the most important myth understandings, misunderstandings about success that people have? Like if you had to pick three right now, just hammer them. Like misunderstandings that are holding our listeners back, me and Kevin back, everyone back. I think uh, people often just chase a trend instead of actually loving the thing. People will start a podcast because it's the hot thing to do instead of actually liking interviewing people. And if, if you don't actually love the process, you're, you're definitely going to lose. Mm. Um, I think uh, the thinking that you're doing great when you're not, like when I feel on top of the world, that's when I need to push myself harder. And when I feel like crap, that's when I actually need to ease up. And most people do the opposite. Right. Right. You're, you, you feel great. Hey, and you just, you this big fish in this tiny ass pond and everything is great. And your friends tell you how great you are. But meanwhile, it's like, you know, you could do more. You think this is the max of your life. Like there's no way. And so that's when it's time to go much harder on yourself. And people often, when they're feeling low, they then they just pile on even more. And then now you lead to like two weeks of self hate and, and binging and not doing anything. It's like, no, you actually need to be a little more gentle on yourself. Mm. Um, and then I would say three, just the importance of having the, the consistent morning routine to get you fired up because this is, this is a daily game. The feeling bold, confident, conscious is daily. You might have the most amazing day of all time today, and then you wake up tomorrow and you're starting over. So putting that part into your daily consistent routine is how you will ultimately level up in life. My goodness. All right. We are 
at the end here, because we Jeff the, the, the beginning, Alan and I are both reading your book, Built to Serve, right now. I am listening to it. Okay. Where can people find it? So, honestly, I'm so grateful that you read it, because it's so much better when the author yeah. actually reads it. Uh, where can people find that, download it, all of that happy jazz, and why should they, Evan? Well, you should because Kevin and Alan said to, so that's reason enough for me. If they told me to go read a book, I would give it a shot. Um, yeah, I read it myself. It was, uh, I mean, they paid me to do it, but I would have done it. I would have insisted on it. Like I would have let it go out um, unless I read it. And reading, I read my first book too, Your One Word, and uh, talk about kind of perseverance and just pushing it through. I had to pay attention to my team. Because when you're doing it, you've got a producer in the room and then a producer usually in L.A. or somewhere who's kind of coaching you. So it's a three-man job. And I just want to go. Like, when I'm going, I don't need to eat. I don't need to drink. I don't need to go to the bathroom. I could be running a fever and not even notice it. So we're like, get in and let's go. And then realize, oh, crap. Like, these guys might need a break. Okay, let's <laughs> let's take a break. So I read that book through a crazy sore throat. Like, my, my had a, I was drinking tea constantly to get through it. And I always have to fight with the producer because I never read it exactly like it is. So I could read it, even though it's my own words, and I won't read it exactly <laughs> word for word. I'll inject new words or go off a little bit. And at the beginning, the producer's like, nope, you didn't say it here. And nope, you didn't say it, which was really slowing down the energy <laughs> and, and just the, the process, too. And my, my vibe is going down. And I said, listen, let's call the publisher because... I'm not going to sue the company if I read it incorrectly, right? <laughs> so as long as it's not a quote from somebody else, if it's me, my words, let me read it because it's just going to be better because it's going to be the flow. It's going to be like I wrote it in a flow and now I'm speaking it in a slightly different flow, but I promise you it's going to be amazing. Um, so once we got those hurdles cleared, right? It's like, what do you need to, this is a great metaphor for kind of life and business. Like, what do you need to clear out the hurdles of your life so that you can go fast? And for me, I needed to get rid of just the perfection of reading this exactly word for word because the audiobook ends up being even better. That allows us to go really fast. Mm -hmm. So you want to pick it up, Amazon, my website, usual spots. It is fire. I remember seeing on your Instagram story that you were in the studio with T and you were like, I'm sick when I'm showing up anyway, high energy. Yeah, two straight days. And they had to remind me to keep drinking because my voice would go uh, super dry and you can, you can hear my lips smacking and stuff. So I was like, okay, let's do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Drink, do it again. Yeah. Super fun. Right on. One well, more question from Alan. What do we got? Oh, here Come we on. go. Uh, mm, what do we got? What do we got? Okay. So I've got this written on the board and I think this is important in your book. You talked about how, if you have not suffered a lot of pain and you've spent a really comfortable life, you don't know if people are capable of great things. Now, you said you're not sure, but you said that someone asked you a question about that. Like, I've had a comfortable life. I haven't had a lot of pain. This is not me talking about me, but the person in the book who asked you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What is your advice to any of our listeners? Because this is the one thing in the personal development world that I do have trouble teaching because I honestly did go through a lot, a lot, a lot of suffering, and I do think that's where my drive comes from, my standards come from. So what do you tell to some of our listeners who maybe have grown up in a fairly comfortable environment? Yeah, I, um, it's that comfort that is the pain. It's like that comfort of not feeling good enough. It's that comfort of I'm, I'm just a product of my great parents and I can never accomplish anything myself. You know, And so it, it's tapping into that. And then going and proving to yourself that you're actually capable of standing on your own two feet. Um, in my first book, I think, um, I tell the story of two NBA athletes who are, they're both all-stars, NBA all-stars. 
And the first person said, I'm here because of my parents, because my parents were amazing. I love them. They supported me. They guided me. They coached me. They showed up to basketball practice all the time. And, and I'm here because of them. And that's what drove him. And then the very next page is another NBA all-star, right? So like top of their game, he's like, I'm here because of my parents, because my dad was the worst human being ever. And he's the exact model of what never to do. And I'm going to show him what I can do without him in my life, right? It's like totally different upbringings, but still pushed. And so it's choosing to see your story as something that can serve other people. So if you are feeling less than, you feel like you haven't gone through a lot of pain, you haven't suffered enough, your cause isn't good enough. There's a lot of people who are currently like that as well. Mm. And those are the people who need your help too. Wow. Fire. 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 All right, Evan, before we take your entire day, we'll let you go. We appreciate you, my friend. Always fun with you guys. It's always too short. And especially <laughs> this one is too short, but we'll do it again. I'm so pumped. Guys, I love I love your tenacity and ongoing drive and dedication making these videos happen. And um, I think next time, like, I want to see what 11 Alan intro, uh, Kevin introduction looks like you will. when I get on the show again. <laughs> Mark so, my words. Fun. My computer might blow up hearing you. <laughs> I'm right. excited. All right, we'll do it in person. Much love. Thank you, Evan. Right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Evan. Talk soon. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, it would mean the world to us if you would share this with your friends. And if you have any questions, please reach out to Kevin or myself. Our contact information is in the show notes, and we can't wait to hear from you. Guys, we wouldn't be able to do this without you. So if you would kindly leave us a review on iTunes, that would help us us make more people hyper-conscious.